Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Dan. Gentlemen, and I got to tell you, it's such a treat to have Big Joe in the uh, studio <laughs> with us this morning. Dan's you know, my, man. Such, my man, Dan. He, he was such a big air supply fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're coming down for that concert, let me know. We'll go have a couple beers before and, and then go in there, man. <laughs> oh, man. Air supply in, in Mississippi. Wow. What that, is, that's a, Hey, you know. Real quick, you know, I know we'll get to the game, but uh, you know, back in the day, we uh, we lived in a dorm up oh, there. Yeah. You bet. Now, I don't know what <laughs> the kids live wherever they want, right? They have yeah. their own condo. The they have their own condos now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Big Joe, he lived across the hall, two doors down, and we always loved for him to be with us because. <clears throat> When we throw the frisbee and it got caught up on the roof, we just have him reach up again. <laughs> well, listen to uh, Roger. We got two giant Razorback greats in uh, in Dan Hampton and uh, Joe yep. Klein. Dan, uh, finally, football season is is here. Obviously, last night you saw the Florida Gators go out and b- lay a big egg uh, last night against Utah. So you know those Gator those Gator fans are going to be lighting up uh, morning talk there in Gainesville today and uh, and of course you know Arkansas opens against Western Carolina at 12 o'clock uh, one quick thing before we get down to the game what's your best memory you know as a in Little Rock for, for the games that you played was there one game that stood out to you for, for in your career absolutely and I, you know and it, Joe you know when, when Barnhill was kind of finished I, I, it was finished when you got there when I when I got up to Fayetteville uh, they were renovating it. Eddie had just gotten there, and they were in the but, but you know, the the ability to go and see. I played at the high school all star game uh, at War Memorial, and then we like went up to Fayetteville the next day, and we went to you know three days, and then we came back and opened the season against Utah State, and you know, the high school all star game was to get eight thousand people. Well, when we came back for that opener, I'll never forget, never, never, my skin's kind of crawling right now, going down the ramp and the, hearing the hog call for the very first time. I'd never been to a Razorback game. And those people in Little Rock, they were ready to go. And, I, I mean, it was sounded like, a, uh, you know, a, a B-57 taking off. I mean, it was just, it, just, it was amazing. And, yeah, we, we didn't have any trouble, and we, we got off to a good start. Yeah, but it was it, that first time, never forget it. I just, I remember living in Slater, Missouri, Dan, and K A A Y, and I'd be driving around in, in our little uh, Oldsmobile, and we had AM radio, 1190. <laughs> and I remember at night, you know, you could, oh, yeah. you, you could you get. Hear it all around the world. Around the world. Little Rock, yeah. WLS, uh, you could get San Antonio. Mm. But I remember that was my kind of introduction. Is yeah. The night games in Little Rock. Yeah. You'd be you'd be listening to the radio and you'd be hearing that hog call and you're like, "What the hell is right. going on?" Yeah, there, man. man. <laughs> well, when you when you go back and uh, there's a there's a play. I don't know if you've heard it, Dan. We it's our favorite play with Derek McFadden. Who we, I don't know if I told you we got Derek McFadden calling us each week now too. He did a great job yesterday. But the, the listen to those crowds when it was peak. Yeah. 
you know, the games meant something. And, and not going to be the same, obviously, you know, uh, Saturday. It's Western Carolina. Kickoff's at 12 o'clock. And, um, you know, it's one of those games. That you, I, I don't know. Back when you opened up, when you played, we used to open up, Dan, when I was up there, we would have Tulsa. I hated playing Tulsa. There's no upside to playing Tulsa. If they played as close and, you know, we didn't play well. Uh, were you guys Oklahoma State, Dan, or was it somebody else you usually open with? It was both of them. We would open with uh, New Mexico State. Uh, next year, it was uh, uh, Weaver State. But w- the second game would always be Oklahoma State. Gotcha. And it was a fist fight. And then Tulsa was even worse because, yeah. you know, it, it, hey, we all know it and we do it. Uh, you know, you have a certain self-expectation. And you're thinking, Tulsa, uh, we'll, we'll roll these guys. And, and you go out there, the next thing you know, you here they are driving on you. Oh, my God. They just, <laughs> they just, they just scored a tie. What What's going on? So, exactly. Now, you know, as we look at tomorrow's game, again, uh, you know, this is, you know, come on. I, I, I watched uh, the coach of the Western Carolina Catamount. By the way, you know what a Catamount is, Big Joe? It's like a lion or a tiger, some kind of That's exactly cat. right. It's yeah. a lynx or a cougar. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Anyway, his name is Kerwin Bell. Yes. And he basically said, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's Arkansas. They've got Rocket Sanders running the ball. they got a giant quarterback named KJ. He goes, we're not, we're not scared. We're going to show up. We're going to play. So we need to make sure that we play. And a couple of things that I'm really, i got to tell you, I'm real excited about. It's it, it more than just, you know, the actual players. <clears throat> but, you know, today it's a different game with the portal and the, the complete changeover of rosters and the, and the team is you know, got a completely different look and talent level from year to year. That only in, <clears throat> in, increases the importance of coaching. Now think about this. And, I, you know, I took note of the task. After about the third week last year, I said, hey, you're going to get our defensive line killed, and essentially you're going to become a punching bag by, you know, Halloween, and we did. And we couldn't stop anybody at the end of the year. Missouri went up and down the field on us. Now, that being said, I think is it tomorrow night or Monday night, Florida State is going to play LSU. That's a big game. But I like LSU. You know why? Because Travis Smith is – excuse me, Travis Williams is – our defensive coordinator now he left Florida State. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think, I think, I, I, I think they were in the top ten in a lot of categories yep. last year. They they were darn good. I can't wait to see how our defense starts to not only respond, but more importantly, how we get after people. You know, you know, stopping people one thing, but getting after people that's something else. And I think our defensive line. So much better this year. It's going to be a night and day difference. Yeah, you know, Dan, I'm excited about that. Of course, you know, we were talking on. We did a live show with Channel Seven and Steve Sutherland last. Steve Sutherland last night. Steve Sullivan uh, with Bruce James, and we were talking about. Well, it's, it's great depth. Great depth. Well, you know, it's fine you have great depth. Is the depth any good? And so, you know, we really don't know. We really don't know, and we probably won't know until the LSU game. But I, it we will. We know, like Dan said, 
We know it's going to be better than last year. We know it's going to be better than last year. That's right. And you've got some guys like the Jeff Coat kid who looks the part, 6'4", 280. Uh, the, the young man that was a transfer from um, from LSU who's now 6'7", 270. So you got guys who are you get off the bus and you look like you should be there. Now they just have to produce. You go back, Dan, the last time we've had production, I think, where you, you look at that defensive line and they kicked some butt was Trey Flowers, Darius Phylon. He had Martrell Spade at, uh, at linebacker. That was the last group that was physical, could, could, it could really – Stuff an offensive line. It's been a while that we've since we've had that. So that's what I want to see: just the ability to to cause disruption on the line of scrimmage. Well, obviously, that is imperative. The defensive line is the catalyst, and and you know the back seven. Obviously, they're they're extremely important, but it's the front, the face of the defense that gives it. You know, just like an offensive line, and you know, coaches talk about it all the time. The big, ugly guys that are going to own the line of scrimmage is essentially what wins 90% of the game. All that being said, you, you, you mentioned a couple of those names, but Deke Adams, uh, the, the new defensive line coach, I think will have these guys playing a lot lower. Yeah. And Campbell and Booker and a few of these others, I watched you know the, uh, the tape on the spring game, and they're they're two, three clicks better than they were, and they can still get better as the season plays out. Obviously, you know, uh, with Sanders and Bumper Bullock on, the, you know, linebackers, that's, you know, that's going to be a, a big question mark early. But our secondary, you know, we restocked through the portal. You know, the offense is the part that I, I, I kind of think has to be, you know, a staple for this team sure. for the first month or so. Yep. They, they just, you know, and it, I guess a lot of people, maybe you guys talk about it, about him going out and working in the ocean on his footwork. Yes. And Danny, you know, you know <laughs> going to use him under center a lot more. And, and, and I got to tell you, there's a, there's a quarterback coach up here that kind of trains a bunch of these, these kids that go into the Big Ten. And, you know, after, you know the kid that was at Purdue last year, you got to get it. He is huge on on footwork. He talks about you know, the, throwing the football is all about how you're, you're, you know, hooked up to the ground with your feet, you know, and how you do weight uh, shift and transfer, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just saying, KJ, obviously, you know, very, very effective the last couple of years. By the way, you know, he's going to be starting in a game for uh, on five different seasons. How is that possible? Is that, is that right? I know yeah, yeah. This, he, he, and then he got. Uh, I think the you know the, the COVID, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, year he he, he redshirted or whatever. I mean, he's been up there longer than Orville Henry was. But, uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, our offense has got to be not only able to score, but you know, put eight, ten, twelve play uh, drives together, and kind of make sure that the defense isn't exposed especially the first game, three games, something like that. And then, of course, as you said, we'll find out a lot uh, September 23rd when we go go to LSU. I do want to thank uh, Metro Towing and uh, Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan. 
Uh, I had to use Metro the other day, Roger. I, they, I, 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 hit, I hit a curb, blew out a tire, yeah. and uh, doing thank Kevin Brown. He came and got me, put me on the back of the trailer, and uh, didn't know Joe and Dan that those little Chargers didn't have tires in the back of them. I opened up the trunk and like, where's the tire at? No tire. So anyway, yeah. so the thanks to uh, to Metro Towing. Obviously, they've been this Lee Marison. Yeah. He also has Central Termite and Pest Control. Let me ask you guys this real quick on the on the KJ deal, real quick. Is anybody concerned at all? That you know, Danny Nose is a different style. He's not the big RPO guy, big RPO guy. Where KJ had the ability to hand that ball off, step back, throw it, That's run it. Because to me, that where that offense was dangerous last year, which was a very produ- one of the most productive, statistically speaking, offenses we've ever had at U of A. We're also in KJ now is more of an under center, you know, more more of an NFL type where he doesn't get in the running type. Game does this offense work as well without KJ being a threat at, at running the ball? Now I know he can still run, but where that's not the major number one factor. That's something that I'm going to be interested to see. If does this offense get in the flow without him being the guy that's a threat to run it? Go ahead, Joe. No, I, I mean my and I don't know what Dan knows, but I like a my quarterback to be able to run to make a play that's that's not there. I mean, I, I'm not big on a running quarterback to be successful. I want a quarterback to be able, able to, to run. run. That's right. I gotcha. think the, the key with KJ is, is he able to run? Can he make a play? Yeah. With this you know, style of offense, can he with his legs. something out of if he has to. That, he needs and to. I think he can do that. I, I, it doesn't bother me that they're not going to feature him. Right. As a, as a, as a runner. Because I think they got, they got three dudes. Sure. That, that they can do all they want. That's my, that's my opinion. So, so it, it, essentially, guys, what we're looking at here is kind of like a big picture thing. Yeah, it's about KJ, and it's about this year, and it's about being successful. But KJ wants to be in the NFL, and you know, and I know the run and shoot. Yeah, well, there's a expiration date right. on the quarterback, <laughs> right? And, and all you got to do is look at the Arizona Cardinals. They gave uh, you yeah, know they wow. get uh, yeah. the, the, the fortune. And he tears his leg off the next week. It, 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 it's just so. Where what does this mean? Well, as a, as an offense, the threat of a quarterback run is a huge, you know, a, 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 what would you call it, exponent of of the offense. But you don't have to do it. But you got to show it a time or two just to make them yeah, aware. That's a great point. Make them have to think about a spy. Make them have to commit somebody. Take them out of coverage. You know. Allocate them for quarterback if he does pull down and, and break and run. All that being said, I think I'm going to see we're going to see him run. And, and and you know the smart coaches they'll do it a time or two in the first quarter. And if they don't have to ever again in the game, you're in control. Then don't don't expose. But you know, I think what was KJ averaging what eight to ten carries a game, something like that Probably. last year. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to see half of that, but. You take that out of the uh, you know out of the play call sheet. Everything changes on defense. You got to keep it in there, and obviously, you know we know he's capable. He's, he, what, what is he? Six three two fifty. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, he's huge. He's, he's a big kid. Yeah, and, and you know what? Those defensive coordinators, they're like, I know I can't make sure a corner can't tackle him every time. Maybe a safety guy. I got to commit a linebacker. So yeah. it changes everything. It, and again, Danny Enos. I, I don't know if you guys. And you probably didn't, but I watched Maryland's yeah, offense yeah. last year uh, with Tua's brother, yeah. and 
I'm, I'm telling you, it was it was slippery. You they had no idea where the ball was going, and they gave everybody fits. Now their defense was off and they didn't win games. But right, yeah, you know, he's. He's got a magic wand. He'll make the ball go up down the field. We know that. Yeah, certainly he had a very product, one of the most productive offenses. I think that's a great point in the history I mean, uh, of the uh, the Razorbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to show it, so they got to that he can run, so they got to yeah, got to honor it. That's a great yeah. Point. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how many snaps he gets. The last thing before we let you go, Dan, uh, give me a, give me a team in the NFL that's maybe a surprise that people aren't expecting, or maybe better, or that maybe could threaten going to the Super Bowl that uh, may not be on folks' radar or high enough. Well, you gotta you gotta look at Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they got better yeah. in the draft. They got better in free agency. And the last time we saw them, they were down like twenty eight to nothing to the Chargers, and then came back and won the game. And, and and you know Lawrence is is one of those kind of quarterbacks. He he could become like a Peyton Manning in another three five years. A guy that'll play for fifteen and and always win. We know that. Uh, they're very capable. And in the NFC, a lot of people probably aren't thinking about our old buddy, Pete Carroll. But two years ago, he had 29 rookies on the roster. This year, that's going to pay off. They're going to be for real. Seattle's going to put some, some knots on people. All right. Well, listen, good stuff, Dan. Uh, Raj, next week will be uh, the, the Snoutland Award. We'll see uh, who uh, Dan will uh, present that award to. Looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully talking about a lot of wins this year, Dan, for sure. All right, and our first uh, at the trough pick this year is, I know you don't want to hear it, but you got to take LSU getting two and a half at Florida State. I think LSU uh, is going to uh, win that game. And Florida State, obviously, I, you know, the loss of uh, Travis Williams on defense is going to be the, the fatal uh, uh, flaw of Florida State, even though – I love their coach. I can't remember. He was at Memphis forever. Mike Norvell, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the defense, not he ain't going to be near what it was last year. So LSU plus two and a half. All right, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. Dan.